0: to Girls Pod Channel, I'm Stacey June And I'm
1: Christy Mercer the This four, is a channel, four, it's a channel after all And it's all. the
0: 411 show So we talk about pop culture, things that are going on in the world that are of interest to us
1: Yes, that's one of the shows that you can catch on this very channel where you've landed Different shows on different days Sometimes you just come across a podcast, it's just a one particular type of show That's right Whether it be a comedy show, an interview show, a kind of, you know, series on tracking down a real life murder or whatever
0: <laughs> This show Some successful, not, some, not so much Yeah yeah,
1: this, this is one of the different types of shows. Um, there's chats with you guys, very interesting, funny, talented men and women. Um, also, um, uh, chats between us. Yes. Just rando catch-ups like you'd have with a gal over a vino.
0: That's right. The live show does go on sale. We are touring in Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane and Sydney and that kicks off... On Friday, the I believe the 7th yep. of December, um, and there are tickets on sale still for all of those shows. Melbourne in particular will probably sell out and will be our biggest theatre. It's mm. going to be incredible. Never yeah, can't wait. But Maggie Beer and, um, and a few other guests have been announced for Adelaide. Uh, We also have a new lineup, a few extra lineups for Brisbane. And we also would like to say that if you have got tickets and you are coming to a show, Share the Dignity are a charity that collect um, sanitary goods for women that have had to flee domestic violence situations. And they've expanded where you can put together bags of lots of different kinds of care packages like facials and wipes and tampons and pads and things that are a necessity for a woman that may not think about those things when they're in such hideous uh, circumstances, we are really proud to announce that every single one of our live shows will be a drop-off center for those. So there will be someone from Share the Dignity to collect as many bags that you can pack with sanitary items and other goods uh, for them to take away and to dispose or disperse, I should say, uh, amongst the homeless community and um, and other women in need.
1: Yeah, it's a Christmas drive and there will be a Shiro, as mm-hmm. they call them. Mm-hmm. Get it? Hero? Yes. Um, there At and, all their shows. And that's one of the many things that Share the Dignity do, but that's a really big one that mm. we've gotten behind um, a couple of times in the past. Yeah. That Because the shows are so close to Chrissy, it just makes sense. Maybe there's a couple of handbags that you're, I don't know, wanting to donate to the Salvos or get rid of or maybe buy a brand new one. Just think about that in amongst your Christmas shopping And if year. every
0: single person brought a bag and put some bits in it, we'd be able to offer them almost a thousand bags Mm. so it's incredible what we're able to do so just think about it um even if you are the person that can go to the shops and say to your girlfriend can you flick me 15 bucks and i'll grab both of us a bag just bring something someone will take it from you literally when they take your ticket it's really no fuss easy
1: peasy Mm. this show the 411 pop culture things that the rest of the world is talking about that interest us i today i want to talk about a bit of research that I've come across that has blown my mind about what happens to your brain when you die. What? These are the kind of stories that I lie awake thinking about.
0: Really?
1: Yeah, yeah. What the hell? Yeah.
0: You lie awake thinking about dying? Or no, thinking no, no, about no. What's your brain just doing? Just
1: about like I just – I'm not an anxious person, but I, I reckon the, the – uh, one of the few times in my life where i felt really kind of trapped in this not knowing the answer to something is when I was a little girl when I you first kind of cotton on to the fact that you won't be here one day, I don't know, yeah. from the time you're five or six years old, and just this wig out that I had about what happens to us when we die.
0: Right, so the afterlife. Yes. Right. I want to talk about – let me go first because mine's so quick we could just have to snap it off like a Band-Aid and it's probably not as – uh, intense and, in, and just as interesting as yours. All right, let's see. This is a quickie. It's the Kardashians, so oh there well, we go. shit! Yeah,
1: the Kardashians bring up very interesting. As much as you can eye roll emoji at what the Kardashians do and who they are, they, there's very interesting topics, themes, themes yes. that come out of that show.
0: And the one that I am quite uh, obsessed with at the moment is cheating. Why? Why are you obsessed with the theme of cheating at the moment? Because I like watching it on their show. So essentially, the episode that's dropping in Australia at the moment is that Chloe Kardashian has just had her baby, True. Yeah, I think it's dropping mostly. I think it's dropping around the same time across the world. So I think Um. we're getting it maybe forty-eight hours later, and and she has had her baby, True. And I'm not sure if many of you remember, but you would have seen across the press if to some to some point that. Tristan, her partner, who's the dad of True, her baby, was busted via video camera cheating on her two days before she went into labour.
1: Yeah, he was in a strip club, wasn't he? He was no, surrounded by chicks
0: uh, or something? I don't know if it was a strip club, but he was outside of some th- club, something. He was in. It looked like to me, from the vision... And, again, we'll put this in show notes You can so we can show you the actual footage. It looks like he's in some form of shopping mall, like, outside the movies. Yeah, it looked like I mean? one of
1: those round table booth things yeah. that you all gather your friends around. But
0: it but, looked like he wasn't in the place that I suppose was the offended, like, if, that could be of offence, like the strip club. It didn't look like he was in there. I don't know if I've lost my mind. But it looked like he was, like, outside of one of those. But
1: this is around, it was probably, like, what, over six months ago now yeah. where that kind of hit the press and there mm-hmm. were all of those kind of, you know, all of the, you know, late night stand-up shows were taking the piss because they were like, the baby's name is true. Mate. And she has been at the centre of her husband cheating on her two days before she's had their baby. And it's pretty
0: hardcore too because you watch at her baby shower her grandmother, who features in the show quite a lot, mentioned that she should, like, they all had name suggestions Mm. and she said your, I think it was your great-grandfather or some form of relative that had passed away's name was true. And they all were like, Oh, that's beautiful and then Kim writes it on the thing and tells her grandma she's writing true book. So they it comes from a really nice place, which is the real fucking sick joke to it all. Because it's not like she was just doing this, I don't know, this we're gonna name this child north because we think it's different and cool there was actually some sentiment to it mm. so then two days before but it doesn't matter
1: what they do like people are going to take the piece you i know, know. What I mean? but i
0: think a lot of them a lot of the kardashians particularly kim and kanye are so far stretched from reality Chloe's actually one of the ones that mm. seems like she's actually just wants a family she's no bullshit she names her kid after a, a dead relative and then just gets Cops slammed it. yeah because as if it's
1: not as if it's not bad enough two days before you have the baby, to be to be finding out that the that your fiance and and the father I don't think of your engaged, of but your, yeah, well the part yeah, yeah the father of your future child, like then you add on top all of the press stuff. It would be that's what I mean. Like as a normal person, I think sometimes we do that. We numb out what celebs or stars go through because they're like fucking of course he's cheated or of course she's hooked up with this guy or they're probably you know scripted the whole thing or maybe it's she's not even pregnant or maybe it's this act but at the core of it I mean if you remove all of that stuff and you had someone that you knew that was going through that like
0: it's, it's there are
1: still they are still humans I'm not saying we should all empathize with every single you know like of they're course they're
0: humans not saying they're better than anyone but they've got this like weird thing that we watch and I think if you were a normal human it still can happen that you find out someone cheated a few days before without it being some form of video TMZ kind of exclusive but the thing that I found really interesting that I wanted to talk about today was it's funny because when these things happen whether it's cheating or whether you're in a relationship that isn't really working or whether there's a moment that the penny drops it's very interesting to see what is the event or the external factor that often makes that penny drop. And you think with this bloke, right, he's been filmed pashing this other bitch while his wife is like nine months pregnant and can't move, has moved to the other side of the country to support his basketball career. And he's pashing some girl that, you know, it's safe to say from all reports, he doesn't really know. Like there's not some form of lovely intimate connection she's just thrown herself on him he's you know in that we don't know that she's
1: thrown herself on him but
0: there's let's just say the storyline of what the sports star situation happens and i'm not saying that there's a right or a wrong but i'm saying that it's you can see a plethora of girls around him in the vision so it's and there's another girl that's kind of leaning in on the two of them kissing as well so Watch the vision because you. I wouldn't throw that statement out lightly, but it, it's yeah, very... Yeah, I've seen it
1: v- when it came out, but I can't remember. It's abusive of though, yeah. this
0: kind of, I don't know, this guy that sits in the middle, this star, and it doesn't look like there's any form of real conversation going on and anyway he he does that and you think that that's the time when you get busted and it it goes across the world and everybody has seen it and your wife's about to go into labor or sorry your partner's about to go into labor and that's that's the moment but as you watch the show there is a fucking smugness to this guy and it's interesting because they had a bit of a chat. The sisters were all talking about, I don't know if I can look at him. But it's interesting. He doesn't look like he's that concerned in the in the maternity suite. Mm. He's kind of just standing there, you know, being really proud and happy that he's just had this baby. And then he said, you know, Chloe was like saying to her sisters, he wants to have a chat with you when you guys come back. And the conversation is interesting because it's not filmed. So they decided to do it away from the cameras and Kim's take on it was that he didn't seem that sincerely sorry and mm. that it was more that it had affected his career and his and his the fans when he was playing on the basketball court than it actually seemed to affect him that he'd done anything to her sister. Mm. So apparently when he started playing he was being booed and like screamed off the court and it was really throwing him off and and it was interesting I was like wow You've just done such an awful thing, yet you live in such a la la land that it's like you can't possibly see that that is as awful as it is because you've obviously gotten away with a lot in the past. And yet it is something that affects you and what your morals and your value system is, i.e., my career, my basketball. I guess um, name and my reputation on the court, which is the thing that made the penny drop for him.
1: Yeah, because it was affecting him personally, right? Because uh, because apart from that, it probably didn't change his day to day life in some kind of weird way until it probably hit the
0: basketball court. And I think she still well, she still invited him to be at the birth, so he, you know, nothing really was affecting him. And and it just sucks that you're in a relationship. That essentially you hurting someone or betraying someone isn't the moment that the penny fucking drops. Mm, it's Damn when out. other people start to get involved. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's yeah, yeah, awful. yeah.
1: Well, I think it also makes it more. It makes it more real, and I think somebody that that cheats or maybe is in a relationship that they're not a hundred percent committed to. I think you can kind of lie to yourself and create this bubble that allows shit behavior or kind of I mean is it shit behavior because maybe you're saying in a relationship that you don't realize is kind of broken but I think there is an element of it not hurting anybody else apart from the person mm, that you're with mm, mm. so there is still an element of control over going well I'm containing the pain I'm containing mention, this hurt or any kind of damage that I am doing via my actions
0: not to mention what the partner puts up with That's right. Because it's
1: just our little pocket here that we've got going, and my behaviour is being excused or accepted or not even really fucking noticed. But the minute, I know what you mean now, the minute that it starts to extend out from that little controlled environment, and not just that, I think also there's an element of control that you lose when it goes further out from your relationship. Mm. Like when. Siblings of your partner start to hear about it, or other family members or press start to get involved, or your your. I think especially when it's your people start to get involved. Yeah. I think that's the moment. Like I defend but you, yeah. In the past, like in you know, silly little relationships and stuff, or even my big relationship, like there have absolutely been moments where I've pushed it, like with with guys, not not actually cheated, but it gets to the point where there's a line and you're dancing, mm. really on it, mm. and it's not. It sometimes I'm like, eh, you know, like, and this is, you know, going back a while ago now, but it wasn't until mates of mine said, oi, mm. and they pull you, mm. th- then you go, oh. Mm. So then it's almost like, I don't know, it makes you accountable. Yeah. You're, like when that, when then, I don't know, I think it's, I think you're right. I think it's in relationships. You can kind of keep things a little bit secret in terms of, what each person expects and deserves from the other person well it
0: makes you wonder as well it's your kind of value system that is actually the bit that goes to question and if you're if you've lost that in your relationship then it's other places that you put it and if you've lost respect in your relationship it's not going to be your actual relationship that's going to be the thing to teach you
1: because i do think sometimes in relationships you also lose sense of reality sometimes and you also never know what what kind of setups people have in different relationships like I know I mean Yeah, I know people in my life that their relationship is not what I would consider to be fairly weighted or Mm -hmm. even or Mm -hmm. we both bring, you know, I'm not saying everything has to be 50-50 but, you know, X amount of support for each other. But, you know, there might be one person that really wants to have a baby or wants to have children and then, um, you know, or really wants to buy a house or whatever. So there's like different values that make people in relationships expect and... Uh, accept different things
0: yeah 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 I think I think the big word around this stuff though is respect because I think if you continue to respect even if you uh, like flail or what's the word like kind of fade away and then come back in and then go back out particularly with, with your own relationships if you still respect each other, then there's got to be a level of integrity that you hold within that relationship, regardless of whether mm. you kind of float in and out.
1: Hang on, so are they, they still together? Mm-hmm. They are. Because mm-hmm. he's nowhere on her Insta.
0: Oh, really? So nah, maybe
1: they're not. I just searched. Maybe they're not. So it's all, it's a lot of her, a lot of the barb, a lot of True, a lot of, you know, Granny and the fam, but none of him. <laughs> Okay, so I've read this on news.com.au. It was originally published in The Sun, but there's been new research that's... Oh,
0: research from news.com.au originally published in The Sun. No, well, it's... Okay. It's terrifying. So,
1: there is a doctor by the name of Dr. Parina, and I will put the (laughs) fucking link in the... Sounds legit. Shut up, bro. I'll put the link... (laughs) Sounds so legit. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can read about it yourself. However... This uh, particular doctor has done a fair bit of research into what actually happens with your brain and your consciousness as a human after you die,
0: which has been are they separate things?
1: Yeah, what's I'm saying? There's been a, a he the research that he has been doing into this is often when people are pronounced medically dead mm-hmm. but then will you know go into cardiac arrest for instance mm-hmm. and then come back mm-hmm. but they have officially for a time and and sometimes it is up to minutes at a time where somebody can be officially dead like physically mm. but then but then be brought back to life because the research he so when he studied this in cases in Europe and the United States he said that that the first phase of death The the body stops working much earlier than the brain stops working. Mm -hmm. So whilst your body is actually dead, your heart stops beating, Mm -hmm. you're no longer breathing, Mm -hmm. your mind and your consciousness are still active, Wow, which is fucking fascinating because – and the research to back this up is the fact that people that have gone into cardiac arrest, been pronounced dead and come back can actually – Describe what has been happened in the what has gone down on the operating table whilst they have been pronounced dead, mm. so they can come back after being brought back to life and say, you know, I, I can remember the doctor was saying A B C D, this was going on, and and, and even not just um uh, audio kind of cues and memories, but also visual ones, right? Where even though your body is dead and technically it's really fucking weird because none of your other senses should be working, but people can almost go like they can still remember elements and recall what happened while they were medically and physically pronounced dead.
0: Look, I'm not gonna say I'm an expert in any particular part here or any form of I have any knowledge. So just bear with me when I ask these questions. But aren't your senses controlled by your brain? No, but he's saying the brain keeps working once the rest once your that's heart my stops. Po- that's my point. So your senses are controlled by the brain. So essentially the brain is like the, the I don't know, the core of the computer, i.e. The, your entire body. And so if that doesn't switch off, say you remember when you had floppy hard drives or those types of things, your hard drive doesn't work, but that doesn't mean everything shuts down. So if the brain's still working, then it makes sense to be able to have memory of those senses, even if the senses aren't quite work like appear no, the, to be working
1: no but the senses can still work and be and um be captured by the brain even though the heart has stopped
0: yeah that's what i'm saying but that doesn't that isn't overly surprising to me oh see that is mega surprising to me i just thought once you were dead and your heart stops beating that's it
1: because in medical really? yeah because in medical terms if somebody's pronounced dead that's it's the moment that their heart stops beating. But what this doctor is saying is that's not actually the fact because your brain continues and your consciousness continues to operate even so there can be a bit of a lag but that's sure is I'm sure this is talking sure
0: generalization like, i'm sure there's all specific dif- like there's differences for every single well well that's patient. right because it's
1: because it's only once when people have been pronounced dead and come back that there can be actual hardcore evidence to support that mm. do you know what i mean because otherwise how are you going to get somebody's take on what they can take in via senses if they're dead and That's never come right. back. You know what That's I mean? That's right.
0: So this is probably to a point where you're deadish but not quite dead dead. You know, like if you're coming back, you were deadish. You weren't dead. <laughs> Like dead, full stop. Dead, full stop. We don't know what happens. See, to the that's brain why, because they're gone, yeah, and that's why there's people called experts that don't use the term deadish. Well, I'm sorry, but her explanation <laughs> or what you were saying was very conf- it was com- more confusing. No, it wasn't. It's just that you're dead, but your brain's still there. But I but think the actuality
1: it- of that, the actuality of that, freaks me out because it's like you're essentially your consciousness is trapped, and it could be for like a hangover of say five seconds, right? Mm. But there could be a moment, a couple of moments in time mm. where your consciousness is trapped in your dead body. Yeah. And that wigs me out where they're like, and she, and she's dead. Okay, guys, let's stop trying to bring her back. And then your partner falls to their knees on the hospital bed next to you, but you're still able to take that in and be like, guys, I'm still here. And this then it goes, really eh, and then you're dead.
0: surprises me that you're seeing this so black and white because I think – You have been open to spirituality, but I'm really intrigued as to what you see spirituality as being. What I think spirituality
1: is? Yeah. I don't believe we're our bodies. I do believe in a almost like a timeless soul that inhabits different um, human bodies, different other kind of living organisms. I do believe that we're all linked in some way, everything that's alive from a tree to a fucking you know um, this is
0: still very scientific though what do you mean like everything you're saying is still quite scientific
1: oh i just believe in the universe in that it's all linked in some in some kind of a way
0: yeah that's still quite so, science though like from a spirit perspective what do you think happens
1: i think that our soul continues to inhabit different things so, like, I feel like my, the, this isn't the first time my soul has been on the earth or in some form of planet, I believe. So you it's, do you believe
0: in reincarnation? Yeah, totally. Okay, so that's I totally what you do. believe in.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but right. what I'm saying is my consciousness in this body as Christy, which I know is not my soul or my spirit, mm-hmm. but my, my human and in this lifetime anyway, that bodily... I am a 28-year-old woman, Mm -hmm. consciousness Mm. can be trapped in this human body and linked to this soul and have awareness that the shell it's in has now died before it moves on to something else, which fascinates me. Well,
0: it's the transition part, right? But that fascinates me because I don't believe
1: you carry on those – Memories. I mean, you know, I do believe in deja vu and those bits and pieces where you're like, I've been here before. Or I believe that that souls are connected or have known things in, you know, you've known someone in past lives uh-huh. or all the all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But in terms of an awareness or a consciousness of, okay, well, shit, it's time to uh, take this, leave this little shell of a body and hop onto the next one. Yeah, I find that part that br- like the brain that is in my head now as a human being separate. To my soul, Mm. still has an awareness that they are separate. Yeah. After the body's dead.
0: Yeah, potentially, potentially for who knows how long. Who knows? It's quite fascinating because I think there's so much research into everything you just said, but not a lot of conversation around what is the transition that happens when yes. you're going from say human to dog it's the example. land
1: of limbo and if i you're remember going from human
0: to dog you've done some bad shit yeah no but i remember <laughs> you don't want to come back as well not dog. as bad
1: as some things like if you're True. coming back as a fucking ant or something like
0: that yeah well that's getting real low or as a there. ghoul i mean if you're yeah. believing in the Buddhist but a dog you literally live for someone else <laughs> You know there's real there's really no other purpose than someone else's purpose for you. Mm. So it's it's quite interesting I suppose what you would find more horrific. But I I think we find it horrific sitting in a human entitled place. But you probably wouldn't find it that horrific if you end up being a dog because... See, but
1: I always found that interesting when I started going to Buddhist classes and reading, like, Buddhist pieces of literature where it's like an animal, if you were to be, be you know, if you believe in reincarnation, is only one below a human. And I was like, what? Mm. Same deal. Mm. But then there was still that... It's still a... a con Like... Uh, still choice, an element of choice as a dog, like when you shit, like yeah. when you eat as opposed to this like never-ending suffering of like the three stages of hell, which is like confronting. I even forget what they are.
0: Yeah, it's right. the hungry
1: souls. There's three of them. Yeah. I forget.
0: I don't know much about yeah. that. I think the transition is an interesting one. I agree. I don't think that – I mean, I don't know if I've ever read anything on anyone's findings on – how you would transition to the next phase, whether you're... I think I'm always fascinated about people that haven't quite transitioned into their next life. So I believe that spirit still stays around with some form of something to do before they can move on. So what do you mean by that? So essentially I still think there's relatives that are still themselves to some form somewhere else that have passed in that incarnation of their yeah spirit. and I don't think they're in a body obviously yeah. but they're in a spirit as or they or there's some form of self or some form of I don't know spirit I guess is the best word that still makes us be able to speak to them or feel them or and whether they are already transitioned to something else but their spirit lives on without and they so for example um I'm trying to think of I don't want to give my I don't want to give anyone specific a name, but say for example, um, Arnie Joan, which I don't have one, um, has passed, and she Arnie Joan is now moved on, and she has she's on her way to be coming back as a new baby or mm, something cute. Um, but you're still feeling like you can connect to Arnie Joan, and she's still your Arnie Joan. She still stays the same as Arnie Joan to you for the majority of your life, or whether they come and Mm, go transition
1: straight away yeah
0: like what there is no joan
1: left because joan is now well joan went to become the baby or she came to be something
0: else but you know what else is the new thing that i've thought about this year a lot was from my miscarriage it was interesting because i had to think about spirit and life a lot because when the spirit enters your body it's a spirit right and so so many people talk about when it becomes a baby and how small it is And, and a lot of people you know, I suppose, navigate through their grief dependent on how much of a physical form something potentially comes. Whereas I believe things are always a spirit to some degree. And did I have memories of them up until they were 21? No, I'm not saying that I did. Um, But there is an essence there that I don't think can be described. It's very hard to describe. I think people that may have lost a baby and experienced this intense moment of life and death in one.
1: Well, do you think that all life embodies spirit?
0: Yes. Yeah, well, then you yeah. have
1: life in you, whether yeah. it be one day yeah. or full time. And
0: I believe that my spirit was only supposed to be here for eight weeks and that was what their journey was. They ne- They just needed to have something done for that time. And whether that spirit comes back through me again or whether that stays away. Do you reckon
1: you'll be able to sense that? I, if do. you fall pregnant
0: again, whether it will be that. I know who this who who she is now. I didn't have a gender on her for a while, and then when I started to go through the grief, and it just would come out of me. I would say she, and it just felt very. There was personality, tra- not personality traits. I know that's pretty hardcore, but there were just. There were just spirit senses that there was some kind of energy there that was personal to this spirit and was my spirit baby. So if anyone's going to know what this felt like, it was going to be me.
1: So you think you'll be able to know if that same spirit comes back and embodies a different, even if it you if you fall pregnant again and it's a boy, for instance, yeah. whether it will be the same spirit coming back? Yeah,
0: I guess I will. And yeah. I don't think I'll know until I meet them. But thats I think the point was... That has changed my whole process around this kind of thought process, not just what happens after death but what happens before they come. Yeah. It's What a, are they yeah. doing in that part? Because someone said to me the other day, your baby generally – will be around you spiritually for up you know maybe six weeks before you actually impregnate them so it's just like the same thing you're conv- you're saying about death
1: like they're waiting almost yeah, for their next bit yeah. see so I was as And a I didn't
0: k- yeah I I've felt that and not felt that at times when I've been trying
1: see so I was as a kid would wig out and I went to a Catholic school I don't know from the time I, I think from the time of grade five that's right and when you do Bible studies or whatever, I would be fucking flipping out at the thought of oh, what's it called again? Of limbo, mm-hmm. you know when you know when well, the big pearly gates, about. you know, and your um, purgatory is what it's called, and based on which is hilarious, like Catholicism. It's all like fear and be a good person out of fear, basically. Which there are a lot of elements that I um, agree with and disagree with that continue to evolve and change. Um, which I, th- I think for a while I was a quite angry at. I'm like this is all bullshit. But there are other parts that I go oh like, whatever I can sit here and kind of take bits and pieces that I like out Understand. of this and yeah. take bits and pieces from here and there and blah blah. Anyway, but it was all but it was always that element of this idea of the afterlife or heaven that fucked me up as a kid because I was like the thought of I don't know if it's because I'm a very impatient person or the thought of waiting. I it. I'm like, but what? But what am I? What am I going to do? Like this sort of purgatory, where it's like, well, you've been a, you've been a bad person. So you stole, you lied, you, you cheated on your, um, partner. You killed someone. So this is the amount of downtime. This idea of jail time, of purgatory. This place, in between purgatory, is this Catholic and uh, Christian, I think, I, idea that it's in between heaven and hell. And dependent on the life that you've just had, the good and bad that you have done and will basically quantify how long you will spend there. Oh. So if you've been very bad, you wait there for a really long time to be decided and it's judged. And if you've been a good person, you might stay there for three days and then the big pearly white gates open up and you can fucking stroll straight into heaven. And as a kid, that that transition, like you said before, terrified me because I was like... Well, what happens in the meantime, I could almost as a young kid, I was pretty open and I like, asked a lot of questions and could calibrate that I'd be going somewhere else, whether it be heaven or yeah. some other life or some shit. But it was the yeah the middle part where I was like...
0: <sighs> well, this is going to sound to me rich to say it, but I'm sorry... It's just who I well, I'm not sorry. It's who I am. But I've started to cross over a lot this year, and I've had to almost close a few of the gates because my I've kind of had a lot of spirits and guides coming to me, and I have had to go in and I am do about to do this process to learn a little bit of how to manage it because it's getting to a point where I was hearing lots of things, and sometimes I was like, I think I'm about to. What lose do you my mean, mind. hearing things like hearing voices? Like proper conversations guides, I would see things, message, and I tested them out on my partner, and they were legit. Like his dad was coming to me. I had all these people coming to me all the time with clear names. Were you inviting them in? Not specifically. I was looking for guides, and I was I was open, and I was asking questions, but I would get in responses from bloody. All these kinds of people. But and some it,
1: people that you knew and some people that you didn't. Yeah.
0: And once there was one time where I said to Ben only like a few months ago where I had to then put the gates down a bit. And I said to him, oh my God, I've been looking for a sign and this guide that I've been working with, her name I won't say, um, has kind of gone. She's, what do you mean this guide that you've been working with? When you say that, you mean it's a spirit? That's been talking to me, that I was act- I was acting on things that she was saying. Good Lord. Advice. So right. I would like write and do morning pages and I would ask for advice and then I would let my hands free flow and I would get these messages coming from oh my not God. myself.
1: So what is that? So you're writing on a piece of paper but not consciously aware of
0: Yeah, and it's quite common, there are like different ways for you to get through. You should try it for um for writing lyrics. Mm. It comes from a subconscious place. Right. So your creativity and your spirituality will workshop through you without your mind. Um. I'll, sh- I'll yeah, give you Yeah, I'm interested in
1: that. Yeah. I remember writing, yeah. But I started yeah, to get yeah. much more
0: into that yeah. space this year with making decisions and, and what I want to do and really throwing my hands off the wheel, essentially. And so I started doing a lot more of that work. There was this one particular guide that um, came through and she was really confusing. Like I got this real energy from her that she was kind of, um, I don't know, like... A real larrikin that almost she didn't really believe in what was happening like she was kind of writing and I was getting this I don't know, it's hard to explain, but I was getting these kinds of messages through her and she was almost doubting herself like, oh my God, where, you know, is this even real? And she gave me a, a sign and a symbol that I wasn't using all year as my kind of messenger symbol. And this is all pretty hardcore stuff. So you're just going to have to bear with me if you're not really understanding what I mean. But when I say symbol, I mean, I use kind of symbolisms to try and throw to the universe to get messages back. To be able to say oh should I do this and then I say okay show me um I don't know something specific and then if that comes up in a certain amount of time I follow I follow through and so, move so forward. if the symbol
1: comes up yes. somewhere yeah, yeah. and so
0: she told me this other symbol which was confusing the f out of me and I anyway I ended up seeing this other symbol that she had everywhere and it ended up being quite hilarious and I said to Ben one night man this woman is really confusing me she's just like this finding the whole process funny and now I'm starting to think that I've lost my mind um, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and you know, then I left it. And then the next day I was like, Sandra keeps coming back and it's hilarious, but she's frustrating. And we get talking and then he was like, hang on, babe, this woman that keeps coming to you, what did you say she's like? And I was like, well, she's just a it She seems very um, kind of like older and not English, but I felt like she was like this skeptic kind of even though she was the one giving me these signs and and he was like Sandra is my auntie that died like five months ago I'm like shut the fuck up it was her for sure really yeah as soon as I understood that she was his mum's sister it just was very clear
1: has there been anything that she's showed you or told you that made it very clear that it was his auntie
0: Um, Not necessarily because we weren't talking about Ben and often when guides come through, they really are there to give you messages of things that you ask. There's there's almost like a system that my healer was sharing with me that you're the one in three-dimensional land, you're the one that actually has the power, that they are trusting you to come through them and it isn't really a place where they'll just fire things for you that are their messaging system. They try and access people that are open to it and say Ben was to see a reader and he was like who's here? She would then be invited to kind of come through. So she was kind of there. It just was very clear to me that it was his mum's sister. It just made So total that would set. make so
1: that would make sense that her particular spirit when we're talking about that limbo land is is still Around. remaining as it was in kind of human like, that was her sense of spirit that was embodied in her human form
0: yeah it was fascinating so interesting so I think the thing that I wanted to say though is having been a person that has I don't know been able to reach other levels or other spirit levels I um, think that this purgatory or this transition period is lovely it just feels so nice even when I cross over to kind what do you of really, mean the, what do you mean? The well, hanging just, around bit? Yeah, I feel like everyone's doing just fine. It feels like bliss up there. So if anyone's worried about that transition period, from from what I can tell, from just having any form of any intense crossing over, which is not necessarily death, but I believe there's forms of that you cross out in and out of consciousness. And meditation can do that. It's bliss
1: mega interesting Mm. if you like this podcast you can rate it or review it and i and
0: i will not be progressing to readings (laughs) or
1: you can subscribe to the channel if you like this caper there's many more shows that'll be right across the week you can listen to or you can come to one of our live shows they're right across the country
0: yeah and if we'll put in show notes as well if you are looking to learn to meditate i have got a little worksheet there called Mm. finding your intuition that Essentially it just gives you some tools to maybe start that process. I know that we talk about it a lot mm, on this show, but mm. a lot of people are oh do I just download an app? But there's I've created a worksheet, it's under 10 bucks, and you can get it. Um, we'll put in a link in show notes. Sweet. Okay guys. Bye these
1: If you like that podcast, there's heaps more where it came from. Go to thethinkergirls.com.au and go through all of our oldie apps. There This podcast is presented by The Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. This podcast is produced by me, Christy Mercer, and edited by our podcast producer, Jordan Lott.
0: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.